Hello and welcome to episode three in series two of The Educators. My name is Angela Fares and I'm the CEO and founder of Full Circle Educational Consultancy. And we work with international independent schools around the world to, to help them develop creative and innovative culture for, for 21st century schools, focusing on inclusion, diversity, and also 21st century skills and real world ready students. Today, I'm delighted to welcome back Matt Tompkins, who is the Principal CEO at GEMS First Point School. If you head back to Series 1, you can hear Matt talking about his journey to Dubai, where he is right now. But before we talk to Matt, I would just like to share how GEMS First Point uh, is really doing incredibly well in Dubai. And it's a finalist at the moment in eight of the top school awards in the UAE for the best British curriculum school, the happiest school, the most innovative school, the best school for post-16 education in the UAE, the best mainstream school for children of determination in the UAE, the best school for technical and vocational stream education in the UAE, the best primary school in the UAE, and with Lorraine Williams, Year 6 and Science Coordinator, and the best principal in the UAE, which is Matt Tompkins. So Matt, welcome to the second episode where we're going to be talking about GEMS First Point. Lovely to have you back. It's lovely to be here, Angela. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. So quite a few accolades there. And I know that your school is constantly and you're constantly looking for innovations and ways to meet the needs of your students as best you can. And we're really interested in this episode to talk about your esports and your game designing programs that mm. you've got happening. So tell us a little bit about that and how that came about. Well, firstly, with the awards, we're incredibly humbled and, and honoured that we've been recognised in this way. But really, we haven't gone out as a school that's uh, that's that's hunting for awards, we we're just trying to be the best school we possibly can be for the the students we've got with us, and I suppose that fits very nicely in with your first question, in that our children have a genuine interest in game design and creative media, and the esports piece is is something that's growing incredibly. I, I'm not sure if you know Angela, but actually the the highest paid online basketball player, esports basketball player, is paid more than the highest paid NBA basketball player, which... Well, well yeah, I actually, yeah, I do. I think it was you who told actually. me that, Angela. Yeah, she's, she's social media manager of the, I have to declare an interest in esports, she's yeah. social media manager of the, the esports team, the Boston Celtics. So yeah, uh, I'm very passionate about esports and, and do believe like you that it, it is something that is integral to, to success for students in the future. So, so what does it... What does it look like in GEMS First Point at the moment, the esports and, and game design involvement of the students? When does it start? What are your aspirations for it? What are your hopes for what it will achieve? Yeah, well, we started both courses in September. We introduced them quite late in the year, so the take-up is a little bit lower than some other courses that we've got. Interestingly, it's gained a lot of interest from our current students and students coming to visit the school uh, who are potentially joining the school next year. We've started our own esports league, both within the school and we're involving other local schools as well. As the first school in the Middle East to offer these courses, you know, we feel a responsibility to share with others as well and really spread the word and the, uh, and the benefit of doing these uh, sort of cutting edge, different courses. The, the different is a, is, a, is a key word, I think, when you, when you look at innovation and you look at change, we all as parents want different things for our children 
from the education they received, but we all judge it against the same education that we received originally. So yeah, we want we want different, but we judge it by the same uh, as as we had when we were at school. Uh, and it's important for people to continually provide opportunities that will prepare young people for the future, that will give them the skills that will be able to adapt, they'll be able to change, they'll be able to evolve with the times because innovation will not stop with esports and uh, and and game design it'll keep evolving it'll keep changing I, I was really interested when we we met with some local industries and we were talking about the skills developed on the game design course it was actually the architects and and companies like that that were most interested in that skill set with those young people the thought that you could put a VR headset on and walk around your freshly designed house and move where the, the coffee table was, move where walls are, move where the doors are, make the toilet a bit bigger, a bit smaller, and do it all on a VR headset and save huge amounts of money for yourself, but also huge amounts of time for the architect's company just by giving that very real experience uh, that you can only get through somebody who can effectively create environments, create characters, create settings, which is exactly what that creative media course is about. Yeah, and, and we were talking the other day about soft skills, and I know the, the kind of mm. buzzword as well as well-being for schools at the moment is is how to develop soft skills for our, our children when they become young adults and go out into the, the working world and are able to collaborate and and, and take part in, in work life. What do mm. you think that this addition to your curriculum will bring in terms of really upskilling your students for, for the real world? It continues the evolution of our curriculum. Our curriculum is not a set piece. So we actually start careers education at foundation stage one. So providing different opportunities and new opportunities and being able to react and change with industry as, as the, the needs and wants of industry change is is essential to the success of our curriculum and therefore the success of our of our children uh, we're incredibly proud of the the internships that we offer and the the scholarships that our, our students achieve when they go off to university they go off to top universities or they go into the world of work you know there's a there's a real feeling now that that for for a lot of people university is the right next step but for some people, actually stepping out immediately into the world of work is, is essential for them to do well, uh, for them to stay motivated and for them to be successful. And what would you say to, there's a, there's a group of critics, I guess you would call them, who feel that schools should not be preparing students just for work. They should be there to, and also universities, to explore academic interests and to really get into the world of work after academic and, and education and, and just involve yourself in academics while you're in education what would you what would your reply be to them it'd be it'd be interesting to find out what their qualifications are in terms of giving them a right to talk about what young people should be selecting how how they know what nobody else knows which is what the future of work is going to look like i'd have a lot of interesting questions for, for those individuals and i i, I don't think we should put education in a traditional box. I think education should be a broad concept that serves the best interest of, of young people. Uh, you, you mentioned just now about the industry around you. How, how, does, how, or how do the industry partnerships 
with GEMS First Point work? How, what does that look like if I were a student at GEMS? Well, so it works in a number of different ways. So we have, we have close relationships with a number of globally recognised companies. Siemens is, is one example that I think I gave in the last mm-hmm. interview. So the relationship provides internships. So we do a, a one-day-a-week, two-year internship for some of our students who, who select it, for who it's, it's, it's right for them. We, we run courses with the support of, of Siemens. We have them in supporting specific elements of our curriculum. So some elements of business studies, uh, uh, you know, particularly benefit from the input of their team. We use their facilities. They came and did a presentation at our, we did a festival of schools with schools compared and, and which media uh, a couple of weeks ago and uh, and Siemens were there presenting on the importance of sustainability. The, uh, they even, through our partnership work, they had our own students working on a project to see how we could save energy in the school. I think the last time I'd spoken to you, they just presented the project to, to our board. That got ratified by our board the the work was completed over the summer and at the moment we're showing about a 50% saving on our energy bills which is wow, really really incredible. quite incredible yeah, yeah yeah and that was done by 17 year old students of our school wow. so that whole mapping piece the working with engineers working with the QS's understanding what technology we had in the school measuring the energy usage and it's even gone as far as now we have a big screen in our reception that heat maps the whole school so you can see where the energy is being used in the school you know no surprises technology and science and places like that are using them a bit more but then some of our offices are using a lot of energy even when we don't have people in them well they were until it was heat mapped across the yeah. school so yeah it's uh yeah it it, it, it provides a direct education, direct support for, for a number of young people, but then indirect education and support for uh, our whole community, really. And, and within our community, I'm talking about other industry partners, parents, students, and of course, our staff. And, and that's really, a, a lot of schools are really striving to find how they can help their students solve real world problems and solve solve issues that, that all of us are facing. And that's a very mm. excellent example of how you can engage your students in something really meaningful and also do it alongside industry and the states i i I believe there's a lot of collaboration between uh, industry and schools i think for example dell sponsors some esports stadiums in schools and colleges across the states Mm. what's your feeling on company and education collaboration i i think it's a must i i really Mm. do the 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 gap now between in the needs of industry and the output of education is is yeah. vast. Again, you go you go back a period of time in any industry, it, it will have changed exponentially from what it was. Uh, I mean, you think of pretty much any industry, it, it would look completely different if you went back 20, 40 years. If we did the same thing in education, not a lot's changed. And actually the, the history, the geography curriculum that I studied at school hasn't changed significantly to the history and geography curriculum that we deliver in my school at the moment in Mm. Dubai. And we we talked the other day about well-being, which is obviously incredibly important to all Mm. of us and about 
the connection between well-being and developing skills in students to prepare them for the world and and how do you think that that your school enables your students to feel that sense of well-being i mean our definition of of well-being would would be getting satisfaction from the the job you're doing, the work you're doing, the, it's about feeling that, that level of satisfaction. In its purest sense, it's about finding out what's important to you and making sure that you celebrate that and revisit that on a regular basis. And in, a, I suppose, a, a more a broader sense, it's, it's about understanding that you're doing the right thing, not just by you, but by a lot of other people, which is why I feel sustainability education is so incredibly important moral education is so incredibly important socializing students students understanding different cultures i i I think is 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 vital to the well-being of students but also the success of students as they move through their lives yeah and and that understanding of different cultures when we were again talked the other day about innovation and and Mm. what does innovation need to 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 thrive and to to generate lots of different ideas diversity and inclusion Mm. making sure everybody has a seat at the table and is able to achieve that and come as their authentic self is incredibly important and and is there anything different in the school that you're at now to other schools you've been at without uh, in terms of how that's able to happen it I, i mean i i know when i was international it's felt a lot easier to to kind of work in in a very diverse environment because everybody nobody had a kind of common context apart from where they were right then right now in the classroom in another country i, I mean I've, I've been incredibly lucky i've worked for some incredible schools what, what i would say about the inclusion of uh, and the consideration of different cultures uh, uh, different walks of life different approaches to life is essential when you're making the decisions about change about innovation Mm -hmm. because otherwise what you're doing is you're excluding from the start and you're making that conscious decision it it can be it can be wrapped up in a number of different ways and different people can find different ways to justify whatever decisions that they make but none of us knows everything none of us understands everything that goes on in the world or how to respond to different cultures we you know which is why we have to consult We, we we have to be part of we have to be a part of a bigger movement that that creates things for uh, for everybody rather than uh, almost it's not deliberately excluding people but it's but by, by not even considering opinions and cultures you, you are you are making a conscious decision to to leave to leave people out of the future of whatever innovation you have planned and what, what would you say is your secret recipe without giving too much away <laughs> your success <laughs> of of creating that culture of innovation are there four or five pointers that you could share with with everyone to say this is really the starting point of where a culture of innovation comes from i, I wouldn't consider myself particularly successful at being innovative i'm very proud that that that, that people consider that uh, i suppose i've always stayed open to different suggestions I've always listened to different suggestions I I'm a very very careful uh, and considerate judge of what other people think and how other people react so surrounding yourself with the right people uh, and people who feel they have a voice around the table feel they can 
air what they're feeling in a you know in a in a in a proper way without without offending other people. I I think is is it's not a secret recipe. It's 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 part of leadership. It's it's part of strong leadership. Admitting you don't know everything, knowing that there are people with better ideas, with with better voices around the table with different ideas and different voices and uh, they're all there to be considered is a strength and I think too many people see it as a weakness. So Matt you are clearly a very innovative principal of your school and and what do you think is the important ingredients for an innovative culture in education and in schools? We're we're very fortunate in that we have a great culture within the school but we're also incredibly well supported by GEMS as a company. Mm. They're incredibly innovative as Mm. a company. They promote innovation within their schools and they are very, very keen for us to try new uh, uh, and innovative approaches to look at different ways of doing things, to look at better ways of doing things. And ultimately they are committed to finding the genius in every child. They are committed to supporting every young person to be the best that they can be. Fantastic. Absolutely, and it's very clear from the number of awards you've been uh, nominated for, Matt, that, that everyone else thinks the same. Is there anything else you would you would like to say finally about esports and game design that might encourage those heads out there who are thinking, I'm hearing an awful lot about this, because of course there's a, there's a big esports focus at BET this year in January, to kind of help them take the leap and maybe join you on that journey to incorporate it into the curriculum and beyond? I, I would encourage other leaders to, to listen to their community. And if esports is what their community wants, if creative media is what their community wants, then, then go for it equally. If digital music design and, and music technology is, is something that, that your community is particularly into, that's, that's what you've got to do. That's, that's what you've got to react the ideas should come from the young people. The support can come from industry and engaging with industry is, again, is a strength. But yeah, listen, listen to the young people. For us, esports and creative media is working brilliantly, but it's come from our young people. Absolutely. The question probably would come, and, and practically, how do you, what's your mechanism for, for feedback from your students? How does that work? Yeah, surveys, word of mouth, people again feeling that they have a voice student leadership is incredibly strong at our school we we have the same strands in student leadership as we have in parent leadership workshops and then we have senior members of staff who all of that is reported through to who are part of these groups who then bring that around the table so so everybody's voice is represented around the table our local advisory board the uh, equivalent out here of a governing body has a strong university element, has a strong industry element, and has a strong education element. So that alongside the parents that we have uh, on our board and the, the, uh, the strong advice that they're able to provide us, it gives us a great platform to make strong, balanced decisions. And, and obviously having a principal who 
values the inclusion of everybody's opinions and ideas i know you will never compliment yourself but i'm going to to say that you know leadership makes a huge difference as you said before matt i'd like to thank you for for the update on gem's first point it's really incredible congratulations on being the finalist in so many awards also congratulations on your initiatives in providing a really fantastic opportunity for your students to continue with success in your school and following your school and into future life. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm going red this end of the uh, <laughs> this end of the phone line, but it's it's all down to our wonderful community and, uh, and and the wonderful work we're doing together. Thanks, Matt, and we'll be following your school and the award status with eagerness and and hoping for the best. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. So that was Matt Tompkins, Principal and CEO at GEMS First Point in Dubai. Thank you so much, Matt, for coming on to this episode of the podcast. It was great to hear all about the eSports and Game Design program and just how innovative and cutting edge the course is. For more information about GEMS First Point, just visit gemsfirstpointschool-dubai.com or go onto Google and just search GEMS First Point Dubai and you'll find the school pretty quickly that way. And if you'd like to know more about future-proofing your school through strategic development, then contact Angela Fairs, our host, by visiting fullcircle-education.co.uk or you can email her directly. It's angelafairs at fullcircle-education.co.uk. And if you haven't followed this podcast yet, then now really is the time to do so because then when the next episode is released, you get a small notification just to let you know that it's available. So go and do that now. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.